the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up time. It's your time to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time as this. How did God remove Joseph and Jesus from that area? By a dream. Golly, I hate when people say they're not, God's not doing that anymore. Are you sure he's not doing that anymore? Did he tell you? Because he hasn't told me. His word is still kind of clear that he's doing things. I mean, think about it. God uses these things to direct his people. Well, but now we have the word in chain. Yeah, but the word doesn't tell me who to marry. It doesn't tell me where to work. It doesn't tell me to buy radio stations. It gives me principles to follow. But I need a little help from the Holy Spirit to guide. That's New Testament theology. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear part one of this powerful message from Pastor Shane titled, Satan Cast Out, A Woman, A Child, A Dragon. 1 John 5.4 tells us that for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Today, Pastor Shane encourages every Christian to charge the gates of hell, that through Christ, we are all more than conquerors. Take hold of the awesome power of God's Spirit and live in victory today, all for the glory of King Jesus. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. The title this morning, Satan. Satan is cast out. A woman, a child, and a dragon. Revelation 12. Now a great sign appeared in heaven. So remember, it's John receiving this revelation. That's where the word, where the book comes from, revelation. Revelation, the revelations of actually of Jesus Christ. Jesus is, is, is giving John these revelations and John is writing them down. And so he saw a great sign appear in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun. So there's this woman wearing the sun and the moon were under her feet and on her head a garland of 12 stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and was in pain to give birth. So remember what I mentioned about Revelation. To really understand Revelation, you have to have a good understanding of the Old Testament. Because it references the Old Testament so many different times. And this is one of those times. In Genesis, we see where Joseph had that dream as well, representing almost the same things here. So some people say this, this, this appearance, this woman, who is this woman that is clothed with the sun? Uh, some say it's the church. I wanted to let you know that. I want, I, w- I like to show different views, especially in areas where we're not 
you know, not exactly crystal clear on who this is. Because the Bible doesn't say, oh, by the way, this represents such and such. You have to go to the Old Testament. You have to look at the language of what what is John linguistically, what is the, what do these Greek words mean? Active verb tense, passive verb tense, uh, historical context, what is the writer? So when it gets into sermon prep or even commentaries, it's it's not easy because you know what trying to relay what they actually meant two thousand years ago can be challenging. Others, and this is who I would agree with, others say that this represents Israel. And I'm going to reference gotquestions.org quite a bit, all right? I don't want to take credit for this. And when I research things and they say exactly what I want to say, I just copy and paste it. Like, this this explains it better than, than I was going to explain it. They said, note the similarities between this description and the description that Joseph gave of his father Jacob, Israel, and his mother, their children. Genesis 37 talks about that. The 12 stars refer to the 12 tribes of Israel. So the woman in Revelation 12 is Israel. And of course, I think that makes even a little bit more sense when you read the last sentence that she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. This sounds like a pretty important child for them to mention in the Bible. And Israel is often described as a woman in labor throughout the prophets. Israel, the nation of Israel, is uh, you know, it's, it's, the prophets would give that imagery a lot. And I didn't jot them down. That took you know took some time, and I don't know you know how much how much time to have on this. But I remember one of the prophets talking about, and again, a lot of these things just come to me, um, and I want to. I think it's important. But he said that you were about ready to give birth, but you couldn't. You're about ready to bring these things to fruition, and you couldn't. Or they would say, when Zion travails, sons and daughters are born. So often you would see Israel as this this mother, this woman giving birth to this nation. And she is in great pain, great labor. Can anyone relate who is a female? No, men cannot have babies. You might be able to hook up a machine where you feel a contraction, but it's not the same thing. And we are losing our mind in this country. It's unbelievable. It's only satanic deception, in my opinion. And she's in great pain. So, And I want to remind you this morning that purpose often comes with pain. Calling with conflict and blessing with affliction. Isn't that true? God's purpose in your life, it's not going to be absent of pain. Calling does not come without conflict, and blessing does not come without affliction often. Because it makes for a soft Christian. And God builds His men and women in the furnace of affliction. And God doesn't show us these challenges. I mean, you can ask most pastors or most people involved in Christian ministry, you know, if they, if they knew what was ahead, they said, no, 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 no. I'll see you later. I'm going to jump in the, swim away. Get out of here. But to fulfill God's purpose, there is pain because it's hard to, to birth a dream that God gives you because that dream is challenged by the enemy. It's challenged by your family. Negative Nellies and judgmental Jerry's want to stop you. 
It's just, it, it is hard to bring forth God's purpose. And calling, your calling has conflict with it, does it not? Satan is wanting to stop you. And so we see she cried out in labor, but God's purposes, his plans would prevail. And then 12, 3 and 4, verses 3 and 4, and another sign appeared. So he's giving signs. There's a woman there clothed with the, with the, the sun and different things. Then another sign appears in heaven. Behold, this sign now is a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head. Of course, many would agree that the dragon is Satan. But I want to think here for a minute. Also, we keep seeing throughout Revelation, another sign was given. Another sign was given. Uh, and even we're celebrating Christmas, a sign was given in the stars. This will be a sign. You'll go and you'll see the, the, the baby that is born and, and there in the, in the manger. And, and there's a sign and, and the, the preaching of the gospel, signs and wonders followed. God often gives people signs. Signs, I believe, have five main purposes. But let me caution you, you have to be careful. This, this, this is tricky because on one hand, you want to let people know we have the Word of God, you follow the principles, that's all we need for godliness and living. Here's, here's the principles laid out. But on the other hand, you know that sometimes you get a sign. Anybody can relate? Any signs out there? A few people? I think you're just not being honest, but that's okay. And I don't mean a weird sign, but like God, confirm this. Confirm this if you're doing this in my life. And there's something that sometimes there's things that are just, and I think God in His goodness, He knows when we're genuinely seeking Him, when we're genuinely asking, Lord, I need to know if this is you, because I can't step out and just do this. I don't know if it's me. I trust you. I don't trust me. Lord, I need to know. If, the, if this is you, show me. Just give me something. Because there's a there's also a fine line between faith and presumption. Anybody ever messed up because they presumed certain things? But there are five main purposes if God gives you a sign. Number one, you'll see that it's to wake us up or to wake someone up. There's a sign that oh, I got to get back to church. I gotta get back to, to God. I've gotta repent and turn my life back over to Him. The prodigal son, that, that, that car accident or that, that near ex- death experience or, um, somebody does something and you realize or your child is almost hit by a car or something. There, there's something that wakes you up. God, if you're really there, if you're really there, there's been atheists who would scream out at God and He would give them a confirmation. That's one of the reasons, and again, all these, because I'm not teaching on signs today, I don't want to give all the references and spend a lot of time here, but you need to know that it's to wake us up sometimes, or it's to direct us. And I think it's okay to wait and say, Lord, I don't know if this is you. You know, it's good to encourage young couples to, to put, your, put that marriage on the altar until you say, I do. You don't always know. How many people have got, yeah, this seems great. It feels great. We're going for, and then like, uh oh. That was, mm, what do you got? A couple months? I better cancel this thing now. And so, Lord, I don't know what to do. I do not know what to do. Direct us. And I've got so many stories. I don't want to tell them because I've already told them before. I want, I want some new stuff in 2024. 
right? Some new signs, Lord, show us. But he will use that, that uh, sign to direct you. But again, you have to be careful because not just any happenstance. Um, you know, we sometimes get silly about it. All right, Lord, if that light turns green and I don't have to stop. I know you want me to. Mm, that's kind of, we don't want to play games either. So I think, in my opinion, it's not all the time. Okay, I need, I need sign Monday, and then Wednesday I need a sign. Friday I need a sign. And with direction, I need confirmation all the time. That can become unhealthy. You know, sometimes you might be like Abraham, when God, or Abram was his name when God called him. He said, go to a land that I will show you. Okay, any direction, north, south, east, or west? Uh, you'll know when you get there. And I've thought about that a lot. Can, I wouldn't even like, okay, because when you pack up and you're just walking with camels, <laughs> you've got to kind of have an idea of what direction you're going. I mean, you could go completely the wrong direction. So possibly, I mean, we don't know, but it could be that, um, you know, they got up and they just, okay, this makes sense. Let's head out this direction. But we know that when you commit your works to the Lord, your thoughts will actually be established. And I do believe if the enemy can plant thoughts, so can the Lord. Commit your works to the Lord and your your thoughts, your thinking will be established as you meditate. And, and the, the more you meditate on God's Word, the more you worship and pray, the more your thoughts become more like how He wants you to think. And it, It's easy not to snap at someone or make the wrong decision or make a foolish decision or quick-tempered or quick reaction because you've been saturating your mind and heart with the things of God. He will also give you a sign often to confirm His will or His Word. I mean, not the sense that his word needs confirming. The word stands forever. It's inerrant. But sometimes to confirm his will. Okay, Lord, we're doing this. I hope, I hope you're in this. I hope you're, I hope you're going to, to give me some direction on this to confirm what direction he wants you to go. And I don't want to get into all the different ways. I mean, it could be, um, you know, I, I've had people tell me, Lord, show me, hey, this job opportunity uh, is, is before me. And Lord, I need to make a decision Friday. I, I don't, how do I know if this is your will? I have no clue. Lord, I need to know by Friday. I'm going to wait. Here comes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I got to make a decision. And then you get an email from a different place that you've been really praying about and really would like to work. That might be a good confirmation. And so that's how he'll confirm or even direct you a little bit different. Lord, how many of you have done this? Is this your will if I buy something? And it's not there when you go to buy it. You want to wait. Lord, show me. I don't want to to step out. I don't know if this is you. You know this house that we're going to purchase, if if this is going to be a great spot for us long term. We don't want... Lord, you know. And we just have, have to trust you. God, please confirm your will. And you step out, and many of you know I had a. I started in real estate in 2009, just for a few years to launch this church. Uh, but so many people, you know, they say, okay, you know, they and they they put it in the offer in. Let's say back then the prices were like way less than now. Nice house, a nice home in Palmdale, you know, Rancho Vista was 220,000. And okay, this is your will, and then the bank would come back. And 
increase their offer by fifty thousand. Like that might be a good a good confirmation that not to go that direction. You know, and so you just, but then we try to play games with God, right? Well, if we squeeze this in, or, and that's between you and God. I don't, that's why there's no, you know, one size fits all approach because that could happen and somebody could still end up getting that home, not because of that. But, you know, praying, Lord, confirm your will. If I, I want to purchase this, but I don't want to overspend. I don't know what the future holds. And then number four, to prepare us. That's what he's doing a lot in Revelation. To prepare us. You have a sign or somehow of a confirmation to prepare you. There's one thing that I want to mention that I have before, but I had this very vivid dream. And a lot of times we could talk about dreams and I don't get out there because, you know, that's a whole nother interesting topic. But what's interesting is God uses dreams a lot in the Bible. Or Peter had a vision. Uh, Joseph was warned how many times? You know, flee from this area. Go to Egypt. Now leave Egypt. Don't go to that area of Bethlehem. No, don't go there. Now go to here. And, and the wise men were... And so God will sometimes do that. And I had a very vivid one of his... I, I still remember a black leopard, you know, kind of just just coming at me. And I'd shine this light right in his face. And there he is over there. It's like, what? That, what? Why is it so vivid? Why is it that it felt like it had spiritual meaning to it? I think that next day or maybe two days later... um, I set up an appointment, and I don't know why I did this, because I thought it'd be fun. It wasn't fun. But to have a Jehovah Witness come back with one of his top guns. And we sat in our room, our living room, for two hours. It was painful, painful. The brainwashing is unbelievable. He said, well, here's what the Bible, well, no, no, no. We got we to pull out the watchtower. And I just, well, here's what the, there, well, you got to have one source of authority. Hey, let's pray in Jesus' name. No, we don't pray in Jesus. I mean, it's just so much stuff. But then when he left, I was so frustrated. And then I remember he's all dressed in black. And that dream just came to me. I didn't think it, it just came to me. And it's shining the light and getting around it. And I was like, just confirmation. Oh, kind of feel a little bit better. Okay, he wasn't going to be open. He wasn't going to be receptive. Now you could say, well, that's just coincidence. Okay, I don't know. It helped me out. And God still uses dreams to confirm his will, reading and to prepare us for things, reading Billy Graham's biographies. He would used to, and a lot of us have, I've had these early on, not in a long time, but um, where do you have dreams and you're just, you're just, you're walking out and you're preaching to like a sea of people. Like, what was that all about? I don't even want, I don't want to speak to anybody. I'm, I'm scared of, of public speaking, but he'll begin to show you things. What might come in the future to prepare, to confirm, God cares for us enough to, 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 he knows where we're at. And he knows that, that we're, we're, we're fallible. We're weak. I need to hear from God. I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't really rush ahead. I don't, I mean, it's taken seven years for tears to build faith also to build faith. He shows us a sign to build faith often. He'll show you something. Oh, Lord, thank you. It's a reinforces what we believe, and it's a very good thing. So there was a sign in heaven. And you can look at these five things to see how God might use a sign to warn you, to encourage you, to wake you up, or to direct you. But you don't, let me just close with this. You don't just follow every whim or every little, you know, sometimes ask for a few signs. Amen. Okay, Lord. All right. I got it. But like Gideon, I, I, I can relate to Gideon. 
Remember Gideon? All right, Lord, if everything is wet, but the other side of this mat is dry, I know it's you wanting me to go forward. That's why they call it throwing out a fleece in the Christian community. And then he woke up. Can you imagine everything is due? And for that to be dry underneath is actually impossible. Those of you who work outside or you know. And he goes, okay, okay, well, one more, one more chance here. And he flipped it over, right? Now, now, if it's wet and everything else is dry, then I'll know it's you. And it was. But he's still a little, little worried. And they go sneak into the camp. And one of his enemies has a dream that this big sourdough, freshly made with butter on it, thing rolls into the camp of the enemy. You just bought some sourdough today, Raji. I know you. And so it rolls into the camp, and the, the enemy says, Ah, oh, this is nothing but the sword of Gideon. And, and he confirmed it again. Now Gideon said, Surely this is God. Finally, it only took three times. And I think God knows our frailty, frailty. And actually, to me, it's not really being disobedient, it's being cautious. Like, Lord, I know, okay, that, that's, that's a good confirmation. And again, I've, I can tell you about the radio station, how we purchased, purchased that. It took about three different confirmations that were totally not even, you couldn't make this stuff up if you wanted to. So just take it to prayer, move cautiously, God will show you. So, but this sign, there was a great fiery dragon, which obviously it looks like Satan, and his tail, his tail, what did it do? It drew a third of the stars of heaven, and it threw them to the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth, and he was going to devour her child as soon as it was born. And of course, this sounds like what Herod tried to do as soon as Jesus was born, the wise men came and they said, where is this king who is born? And Herod said, well, when you find him, come back and tell me. Because he wanted to kill that child. Be careful who you tell your dream to. Not There's a lot of dream killers. And I wish it wasn't true, but not everyone is happy for you when you're doing good. And there's a lot of lessons. Mary pondered it in her heart. Nehemiah pondered it in his heart. Dave, her, his heart, yeah, and David pondered things in his heart. The prophets would, would ponder things in their heart. And so Herod, when the wise men never came back, he set out to kill all the babies two and under to make sure they got rid of Jesus. How did God remove Joseph and Jesus from that area? By a dream. And so there are YouTube videos and different things that actually mock Oh, dreams aren't for today. Dream. Ah, are you sure? Golly, I hate when people say they're not, God's not doing that anymore. Are you sure he's not doing that anymore? Did he tell you? Because he hasn't told me. His word is still kind of clear that he's doing things. I mean, think about it. God uses these things to direct his people. Well, but now we have the word in chain. Yeah, but the word doesn't tell me who to marry. It doesn't tell me where to work. It doesn't tell me to buy radio stations. It doesn't, it gives me principles to follow. But I need a little help from the Holy Spirit to guide. That's New Testament. That's New Testament theology. Well, what do you mean? Well, Paul was led by the Spirit, not the Septuagint. He was led. The, the Holy Spirit forbade them, forbidden them from going. The Holy Spirit 
did this. There's so many things where for open, we're allowing God to move us around. His word is my stability. His word is my anchor. I don't do anything without those principles. It's life. He's calling, wake up, It's your Listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.